Hi, this is uh, Thrifty Cast, episode number 34. This is Kathleen. And this is Eric. Welcome. We are happy to be back. This is two <laughs> in a fairly short amount of time. I think it's a week. Uh, sure it's a little gonna... less than a week, but that's my fault. Eric wanted to uh, to come back to you sooner than I did. Not that I didn't want to. It's just I didn't know what to talk about. So that's my fault. It's been beautiful here for about three days, and I don't think it's a coincidence that we're recording, and today is just dreary and wet and nasty. So Yeah, so this is an indoor activity as opposed to an outdoor activity. So we're going to talk today about... Um, Technology, entertainment, and thrifting. That's our topic. But first... We would like mm-hmm. to tell you about yeah. our finds of the week because on Saturday we went out to some stores we haven't been to in a while. I'm yeah. looking at Eric because I'm thinking we haven't been to them in a while. At least one of them we hadn't been to in a while. And I'm trying to remember how many we went to. I think five. Uh, Maybe just four. Maybe four. Yeah. And we didn't even buy anything at the one we hadn't been to in a while. But still, it was a nice trip. Mm-hmm. And we had Mexican food, which always makes it an even better trip. Yeah. So what was your find of the week, Eric? Um, when we were on the uh, one of the thrifts at the south side, um, found a pair of bowling shoes. And I feel like this completely dates me because there was a point where it was the 80s, high schoolish for me, um, where uh, bowling shoes were awesome. I kind of think they still are, but it was a really cool thing to find a pair of bowling shoes. Or yeah. to steal them, I guess. Well, I paid for them it's it's uh somebody originally stole them they have a very bowling alley look to them um they have mismatched shoestrings like uh you know they're, mm. they're kind of a green and maroon and you know one of the um shoestrings is a cream color and the other one is a maroon color it just has this yeah somebody walked out of a bowling alley with these on um the problem and this is heartbreaking <laughs> uh, okay maybe that's a little extreme but the the bummer about these um, these uh, bowling shoes is that you know in bowling alleys, just so they can pick them out really easily when somebody comes up and says their size. Um, I thought that um, uh, the size written on the back was in men's. It's not. It's they had women's in uh, in a much bolder color, and the men's size was right next to it. They're too small. I can't wear them. Which is amazing because Eric has tiny, <laughs> tiny feet. Yeah, I have, I have very dainty feet. I, he, I have, he has dainty, delicate yeah, feet. I have the feet of royalty. So These are too small even for him. Yeah. Huh. So, but they're still your find of the week. Yeah, they're... they're, And actually, it should be the one that got away. You know? But they, they didn't get away. They came home with you. What are you going to do with them? I don't know. Use them as planters. I have I have no idea what I'm going to do with them. I think this is one of those things I just have to chalk it up to a loss and you know recycle it back at the thrift because you know I don't know anybody who would um, really be interested in them that has you know really tiny lady feet. So yeah, maybe a lady. Yeah, but who? I don't know. I don't know either. Not me. I do not have dainty feet. Because, you know, it's sort of, it's a rough call. You've got to find somebody, not only who the shoes fit, but who would be excited about wearing a pair of green, maroon, and cream bowling shoes out. That hundreds, maybe thousands of people have worn. 
Um, they put Lysol in them. Yeah. They're like new between years. Yeah. You know? Yeah. The stories those shoes could tell Ugh. about bowling. Um, okay. So my find of the week, I'm going to have a tie for my find of the week because Saturday was really good for me. Really good. The last trip we went out, I didn't find very much. And I was a little, again, traumatized is overly dramatic, but I was a little upset because one of our stores that we went to a lot had remodeled and gotten all shiny and fancy. And that's where we started. So I was mm-hmm. just a little unsettled. Um, this time, actually, the same thing happened. We stopped at a, a dreary, formerly dreary thrift store that mm-hmm. had remodeled and was way too shiny, except I found a lovely Fiesta teapot medium-sized, um, not in one of my normal colors, but it's actually a pretty color. A 1950s. Yeah, right? 1950s rose-colored teapot in pretty good shape. One little chip, not bad. Very excited. $3.49, which made it even better. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was exciting. And then at the next store we went to, I found a quilt. A really nice pink and white. Pink was kind of my theme for the day pink and white quilt um, for $7. And it's got a little bit of wear and tear on it, but I'm going to see if I can fix it up a little bit so it doesn't get worse. And that's very pretty as well. So I will take a picture of those and put it on our Facebook page. And Eric will take a picture of his tiny, dainty ladies bowling (laughs) shoes and um, also post it. And I'll entertain any ideas anybody has about what to do with these bowling (laughs) shoes. Um, because I, I can't think of a practical use or anybody who would want them. And I would love to actually be able to use them and not redonate them. Um, the, uh, the Fiesta teapot that you got, mm-hmm. how, how does that happen these days? I have no idea. It's even marked on the bottom. So it clearly says it's Fiesta. Yeah. And that's, that's a name that most places know. Mm-hmm. It's like the McCoy. Yeah. You know, there are some things that places don't know are valuable, or if a, a piece of pottery or a piece of whatever is unmarked, it it can go. And that's what... Unrecognized? Uh, yeah, absolutely. And that's what, like, Antiques Roadshow, you know, all that stuff, that's what they bank on, that, that somebody won't realize the worth of something. Mm-hmm. And so if anything, things tend to get overvalued. Yeah, they um, definitely do. But it just amazes me that a completely intact 1950s fiesta piece... Yeah, with the top. It's not missing the top. Yeah, lid. um, Like you said, one little chip, which I wouldn't have noticed, I think. Yeah, it's very small. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I was very surprised. Very, very surprised. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten good stuff at that thrift store before. Um, I I was surprised that as as a thrift store that was so really cramped and they didn't turn over their merchandise very well and... Um, when I walked in and I was like, oh, this is really spacious and they have new racks. Um, the one thing I noticed, they did that thing where they tried to alphabetize their books, but they did it by the first letter of the title. <laughs> yeah, which does not help. <laughs> yeah, you you have to have a very specific idea of what you're at the thrift store for if that's going to work. Yeah, they, they did make an attempt. I know we're sort of drifting away from find of the week, but so what? Mm-hmm. Um, they did make an attempt to to mark their books though. I don't know if you noticed that. No. This thrift store had, um, it's a St. Vincent de Paul had lots and lots of books, mm-hmm. which seemed so great. The first few times we went, unfortunately they didn't have any sort of color coded system to move product through the store. So a lot of the books just stayed and stayed and stayed 
for more than a year. Yeah. I mean, you would see the same paperbacks there. They would get more books, but but some of the books just never turned over. But they actually had colored stickers on them this I, time. That's really smart. Which means, hopefully, they will move along. Right. I don't know how many times we'd been there where I'd reached for the same book over and over. Yeah. Three months would pass. I would find the same book and think, oh, no, wait, I looked at this and here's why I didn't like it. It's missing you know, a huge chunk of pages inside or yeah. whatever. And I put these two books next mm-hmm. to each other because they were similarly themed uh-huh. or they were from the same series mm-hmm. of books. Um, so that was good. But they did make a lot of changes to that store. We still found stuff, though. Found great stuff, mm-hmm. um, as proven by the Fiesta. Yeah, I just meant we found other stuff, too. We didn't just get that. Yeah. Yeah. And I honestly have to say I didn't notice a huge difference in their pro- uh, pricing. No, except it used to be half off on Saturdays, at least till mm-hmm. noon. Well, when we first went, it was half off for the first hour, mm-hmm. which made the store a little chaotic on a Saturday morning. And then it was half off till noon. Mm-hmm. And this time it wasn't half off. So they again, did get rid of that. You know, three fifty uh, for a teapot with a lid. Like mm. that's, that's a good thrift price. No, I didn't need half off of that. Yeah. I just, some, some of their other prices I think were priced more to be half off. Okay. Because if you had one and half off that, I would have to talk to you about being a little greedy. Oh, totally <laughs> greedy. No, no. I would not have asked for half off of that. Yeah. But yeah, so it was a good thrifting trip and good Mexican. Oh, yeah. I thought it was good. Oh, yeah. Um, uh, moving along to topic. Yes. So um, prior to recording this, uh, we just got back from going out to lunch and we started talking about... Um, and this conversation on the podcast is an extension of this. We started talking about um, like entertainment kind of technology at thrifts. Um, I remember when people treated CDs like they were made of gold, like they would always be behind a counter. There would always be like no more than about 30 of them. Yeah. You had to ask, you Mm -hmm. had to go through them at Mm -hmm. the counter they were still terrible CDs. I mean, they oh, yeah. weren't especially good. Yeah. But they were they were seen as something very rare. Uh-huh. And the price indicated that. Yeah. Reflected that. Yeah. So CDs would be four bucks, things like that. Yeah. And in probably about the last three years or so, I've noticed that um, CDs are now pretty uniformly a buck. They're kind of treated like garbage. They're like all kind of... Uh, thrown on a shelf and sometimes there's a CD in the case. Sometimes there's not. Sometimes the little booklet in the front of the CD case matches up. Sometimes it doesn't. Um, Sometimes the CDs are really scratchy. Sometimes they're clean. It's really hit or miss, but um, uh, there are lots and lots of um, CDs at the thrift store. Tons of like nineties rock indigo girls. Yeah, we were we were talking about which CDs you see all the time, and the only one I could think of was the Indigo Girls' first CD. For some reason, I see mm-hmm. that constantly. Yeah. There are more, and I'll think of them later when we're not recording, but mm-hmm. that's one. Yeah. One one Hit Wonders from the 90s, a lot of that. Yeah. Chum, oh, Chumbawamba. Yeah. That was why we yeah. were thinking of this. Chumbawamba was the first one. Yeah. And then it was the Indigo Girls. Right. Though their first album is really good. The Indigo Girls, not Chumbawamba. <laughs> Sorry. Um, so, and that, the interesting thing about that is that now 
I've been paying a little more attention to albums. And probably because I bought Eric a turntable for his birthday. It was so nice. Um, that may be why you're looking more at albums. Yes. Um, and I uh, have noticed that, first of all, there's not many albums. Um, there's not as many as there used to be. It used to be just bins and bins and bins of albums. But there's fewer of them. They're in much worse shape. They're scratchier. They tend not to have the inner sleeves. It's harder to find good albums. So those are um, on that that uh, right end of the bell curve where they're starting mm-hmm. to kind of disappear more. Um, whereas CDs are now reaching the point where they're just kind of filling up landfills. You know, I did just have a thought, though, about albums. And it's that albums are so hot right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean... It's like new new releases are coming out on album, and yeah. albums are expensive. Yeah, if you want to get a band's new recording on album, I mean, it's like close to twenty dollars. Oh yeah, I've seen twenty twenty five. Yeah, so yeah. I, I mean, I think maybe some of the decrease in thrift stores is that more and more people are sort of crate digging yeah. and looking for stuff than ever before, and there's always been a lot of people doing that. That's true, but that was just a thought I had. Sorry. No, no, that's that's absolutely true. It's interesting, though, because I just remember there being so many more albums. Yes, and most of them being crap. Oh, like, yeah, Andy Williams. You're fine if you want to find an Andy Williams. Percy album. Faith, Songs of Hawaii, Christmas albums. Yeah, did that many Americans get really fascinated with Hawaiian music? I think so. There was, I don't know, if everybody went to Hawaii once and then decided they needed the sounds of Hawaii, mm-hmm. but... There's a lot out there. It would be really, really easy to put together a Hawaiian-themed party. <laughs> Very easy. Yeah, with just thrift. Between the music, um, the uh, shirts, getting those Tiki Hawaiian- glasses. Oh, yeah. All that stuff. Yeah. That, that's one on us. Mm-hmm. You go have your Hawaiian themed party. Yeah. You can also do that from the dollar store, of course. Right. But this would be cooler. Yeah. By a lot. Anyway. So, you know, in terms of music, another thing that I've noticed in the the hipster fascination with albums Mm -hmm. doesn't account for this. Uh, 8-tracks are kind of... Once upon a time, I felt like it wasn't uncommon at all to see 8-track players. Um, There used to be... See, and I have never noticed an 8-track player in a thrift store ever. Oh, wow. Yell if you ever see one. Okay. I, I can remember... It's been years now since I've seen one. But they, they were around. Okay. Like, pretty constantly. The um, There used to be just stacks and stacks of 8-tracks. And now there'll be, you know, 10, 15 of them. If there's any. If there's I mean, any there's so many that don't have yeah. any. Well, I think when you, when you look at how much of a product was made, I think 8-tracks probably, there weren't as many made, certainly, mm-hmm. as albums. Mm-hmm. They didn't make, they weren't popular for as long a period of time. Mm-hmm. Um. And then CDs, CDs, those were certainly made more frequently than A-Tracks. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Here's the part where we're talking about something that you, neither <laughs> you nor I really know that much about. But we're basing this on our, our, you know, experience of life. I mean, in my family, we had albums. We had yeah. A-Tracks. Yeah. Then we had cassettes. Then we had CDs. But we didn't really have that many A-Tracks because it was a terrible terrible um what's the word i want medium medium and 
it really wasn't popular for all that long. No, it was just a few years in the in the mid seventies, and mm-hmm. I think it was like kind of cutting edge. Um, well, which uh, segueing from music to movies, if I could, you can. Uh, the I'm starting to uh, pay a lot more attention to um, how movies are appearing at thrifts. There was a while where they were basically uh, VHS tapes were filling up thrifts. They're space consuming, um, you know, and you, you would get the occasional beta tape too. Um, we actually, not that long ago, ran into a ton of betas and mm-hmm. it was really interesting. Yeah. Um, I mean, they were good movies and I have not, I had not seen beta tapes yeah. in years. Anyway, I was charmed. Am I misremembering or was Pretty in Pink in there? Pretty in Pink was in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, and I always heard that the picture quality was better and they were smaller. It makes me so sad that Beta didn't win. Yeah, I don't know about the picture quality. I just know they were smaller. Oh. So, uh, but, uh, so, you know, you have all these these video cassette tapes, which are uh, big and plastic and ungainly, taking up tons and tons of shelf space at thrifts. I feel like that's actually on the decline. I feel like I'm seeing... Um, fewer uh, VHS tapes showing up at the thrifts. I don't know if they're just, you know, aging, breaking, getting thrown out. You know, part of the life cycle of VHS tapes is that I feel like they're kind of on their way out. Well, I, I mean, I wonder who even buys them. That I'll have to look at the next time I'm at a store. I, I never mm-hmm. really see people looking through VHS tapes. I see them on the shelves, mm-hmm. but I, I don't see people really perusing them and bringing them home. Obviously, thrift stores have them and price them and mm-hmm. bother to attempt to sell them. So I assume they see some value in that. I bought them for a while. I had that was weird. Well, the the problem the problem with VHS tapes I had, and the reason the technology I'm sure is kind of going away is that I was like, oh, it's Disney Cinderella. I haven't seen this in a really long time, and it's you know seventy five cents a buck on VHS. So. Um, the problem, if you get a defective VHS tape, it not only ruins the tape, ruins your players. So there are other tapes you can't enjoy. Mm. So that's the, the problem with that I had with VHS. There was a while where I was looking pretty steadily. I think there are some things out there that the prime way of finding them is on VHS. I remember once, it was a Salvation Army that's now closed. That was on North Avenue. We saw a copy of that um, Whit Stillman movie. Oh. Metropolitan. Yeah. Which was never released on DVD because I think they had some problem with the movie rights. Or the music rights, rather. I don't, I'm, so, I'm so sorry. I'm looking <laughs> into space trying to remember. <laughs> no, it was Last Days of Disco, that the Whit Stillman movie, that they had trouble with the music. Oh, which makes sense. Because all the music in disco. But I, uh-huh. I don't know if Metropolitan ever has been released. On DVD. Anyway, that's that, so it, we'll figure that out later. Yeah, for ourselves. So, so it was. Uh, so that was on VHS, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's." Mm-hmm. So I, I think there are things, um, interesting things to be found. I love the idea of like, oh, I I enjoyed this movie when I was a kid. Um, I, I'm fine with spending, you know, fifty cents or a buck for it to watch it in, in kind of a more. Mm-hmm. Um, disposable way, those kinds of things. 
Yeah, recently we were at a store that had lots of romantic comedies. We had pretty much um, programmed a romantic comedy weekend film festival out of terrible VHS oh, yeah. cassettes. I mean, we had like a good 20 oh, yeah. movies lined up. Somebody must have donated their entire collection. That store had a lot of VHS. I was really surprised how many times John Cusack appeared in those two. Yeah, I was a those. little surprised to... Because I associate him with Say Anything, I which know. is pretty adorable. And that is a romantic comedy. And though. that is really, really easy to find on VHS. That is. That's when... Jerry Maguire, though, seems to be... Oh, yeah. You I can... feel like we've talked about this before, oh, yeah. but it, it still is a very common... That That is a thrift store invasive species. It is. Jerry Maguire. And it hasn't um, changed over a few years. The The interesting change now is that as VHS tapes, as I feel like there there's less of a volume of VHS tapes coming through... They're still everywhere, and there's still a ton of them, but fewer than, than uh, there were a few years ago. I'm starting to, to realize that what's happening with DVDs is now, that's, it's happening to DVDs now, what happened to CDs ages ago, where they used to be behind a counter and treated like gold. Now you'll just go somewhere and there'll be a ton of um, DVDs stacked up. Often, it's just the cases. The exact same thing you have to go through with CDs. It's just the cases. Okay, so quick question. I always think when you see an empty case for a CD Mm -hmm. that somebody has stolen it at the thrift store. Eric always says that he thinks that it's just been donated without the CD in it. Yeah. So I'm curious. Opinions. I stand by my argument. You know how many people have CD players in their car, have CD players in their cars where... um, they uh, have that thing that goes above the, uh, and, and I'm gesturing. The visor, yeah. the visor CD holder. Yeah. Um, and then, so you have to put your cases somewhere and then somebody breaks into your car or they fall out or suddenly you realize like, oh, wait, I really don't like this CD anymore. So I'm going to get rid of it. And you end up with just the case. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying. I still think that people steal those in thrift stores. Yeah. I don't know why. It seems like an easy thing to steal. And there are so many empty cases. Yeah. Way more than it seems like people would donate. Anyway, mm. I've always wondered about that. If you have thoughts, let us know. And I could see people thinking that they're actually donating the CD. Yeah. I think that that could happen. I don't think people would intentionally donate an empty case. Yeah. Oh, no. I think the people, point of that? No, I, I think there are some people who would. Really? Hmm. Yeah, the same people who like, I burned three quarters of this candle. And I'm sure <laughs> someone will enjoy the last quarter. <laughs> those people are weird. Yeah, those... Um, Oh, we should do a show about those people. Yes, yeah. someday. So, uh, all, all of a sudden, uh, DVDs are starting to show up. And where, uh, with VHS tapes, you have, like, Chasing Amy, Say Anything, Jerry Maguire. Now it's like, uh, you know, season four of Law & Order SVU. Missing disc two. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and I... Uh, that show House with Hugh Laurie. Yeah. I found uh, a season of House still in shrink wrap for two bucks and I bought it. You don't watch House. I don't like House. (laughs) Um, My philosophy is that I I don't like watching shows where it's people at work unless they're sassy teenagers solving mysteries or slaying vampires. Like that's, if that's your work, I'll, I'll watch. Um, 
but yeah, I, I don't watch hospital shows at all. And no so, cop shows. Yeah, but I, I was lured in. I'm like, it's an entire season of a TV show. I could watch this. Turns out I never did. Somebody enjoyed that as a gift, which I was, that, you know, it was great to be able it to worked out. do that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now we're starting to see, um, you know, more and more. The, the twist on this, the thing that's so interesting that, that actually led us to record this is that um, we can expect that, um, you know, there's going to be, as time goes by, obviously fewer and fewer and fewer CDs. Um, albums are um, a fantastic medium, but they are so frail, so prone to, to scratching and, and all those things. Um that, uh, you know, albums are going to go away, CDs are going to go away, uh, eight tracks are vanishing. And with the uh, proliferation of digital media, I love how green it is. You know, I, I love the fact that there's not this chunky VHS tape um, that goes to a landfill every time somebody wants to watch Jerry Maguire. Um, but the, the physical evidence of... Um, especially when it comes to um, music and movie entertainment, the physical evidence is going to just keep going away, which kind of freaks me out a little bit. Yeah, it, it is a strange thing, just just as um, as evidence, sort of, of, mm -hmm. of history. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it exists in the clouds somewhere, uh -huh. but finding it in a thrift store will not happen. Mm -hmm. I'm also a big fan of... I still buy CDs just because it's easier. I'm sure at some point I will get with the nineties and start <laughs> downloading more music, but um, I love buying used CDs mm -hmm. and there are fewer and fewer places even to buy used CDs unless you're going to buy them online and just order them. But there are fewer used CDs to buy yeah, because they're just, they're not out there. Fewer yeah. people buy them. And I I've noticed that in the last few years, but I mean, just as sort of an economical thing, why mm -hmm. buy a, new CD of something that exists that's used out there. Um, but that's changing. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's also the loss of, uh, on, um, audio media. When I think about cassette tapes in particular, there was a point at the thrift and I haven't seen this in a long time, but there was a point at the thrift where you could find a mixtape that somebody made. Oh yeah. Um, the incredibly rare recorded voice kind of, um, you know, audio diary or whatever the case is. Or sort of a letter to mm -hmm. somebody. Yeah. And, and when that disappears, mm -hmm. I mean, that's really sad is maybe strong, but I miss that. No, that's, that's, I think that's sad. That's that, one of the, the better things about mm -hmm. going to thrift stores yeah. and, and finding stuff there. You know, and we can email, uh, we can Snapchat and we can, you know, mm -hmm. all those, um, the ways we have of communicating with each other. They just don't, there's not, um, like a physical archeology. span Yeah. They don't leave the historical record. Yeah. That, that mm -hmm. these really concrete analog ways yeah. do. Yeah. So it makes me, um, thinking about this makes me want to appreciate that, the, the kind of physical stuff more to, pay closer attention to CDs and look at sort of the um, weirder kind of um, quirkier things that are, are 
out there. Um, you know, when I think about the, there's um, a guy, I think they talk about him on um, Sound Opinions, which is on, on NPR, but this guy who basically just curates bizarre Christmas music. Oh yeah, that guy's fascinating. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of that, he does at thrifts, you know? Yes. So, um, you know, it's, it's great that we have people out there that are kind of like tending to that part of our kind of American cultural heritage. But, um, yeah, I just, it, realizing that, um, how quickly things are changing, how much they already have changed really makes me want to, um, uh, be more mindful about uh, appreciating what we have while we have it. Yeah, we were we were at a thrift store where we didn't really buy anything, and there was an entire box of laser discs. Somebody mm. somebody had donated their collection, and it was really one person's collection. But how could you tell? You could tell because they had a ton of James Bond. Yeah, it was a man's collection too. Uh-huh. A ton of James Bond, a ton of westerns, John Wayne. Superman 1, Superman 2. Yeah. Um, Patriot Games and a bunch of Harrison Ford. I have never wanted Laserdisc as much as I wanted it in that moment. Yeah, except the fact that it took four, di- what, four discs? Oh, no, two discs, four sides for Superman. Yeah. That is not practical. So in the middle of the movie, you would have to get up and flip it flip over. It. Wow. Flip it. Um, so it's like the eight track, just in terms of, of limitations of the medium, it's like the eight track where it would have to switch tracks. Yeah, ex- except the eight track at least switched it for you. You would physically have to get up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it was so interesting to see this box because we were both like, oh, laser discs. Yeah. I mean, it had not mm-hmm. occurred to us really yeah. to think about laser disc in so long. They're like DVDs the size of album. <laughs> The cover art was fantastic. It really was. And because they were so big, you could really see the cover art. Oh, yeah. Um, But but, something like that, I mean, I'm sorry, something uh, like that was created, I I mean, blew up enough that all these movies were, mm -hmm. existed on Laserdisc for a long enough time that old movies were issued on this medium and then gone. Yeah. Just gone. Yeah. And you never see Laserdisc players. We've never seen them. They were less popular, I think, than Betamax. I think there was... A, I don't know. I think there was an honest debate back in the 80s between VHS or Beta. Um, there was, like, an honest, earnest debate. But when it came to the debate between Laserdisc and VHS... Or Laserdisc and uh, DVD, I don't think there was a contest. I didn't even know that they existed together. I thought Laserdisc evolved into mm-hmm. DVDs. Yeah. I've forgotten recent history that much. Yeah. Yeah. But I it's weird. I saw those laser discs and I wanted them. Yeah, five bucks bu- a piece in beautiful shape. Uh-huh. I didn't buy them, but oh, I wanted them. And the fact of the matter is, I've never seen a laser disc player ever. <laughs> I, I'm not new, not used. I'm maybe when I was much younger, but you know. Anyway. Yeah. But so, it was interesting. So we're we're out of time for this episode. Um we would love to have you visit our Facebook page. We would love to hear your comments. Um in terms of notes on what you notice about kind of the changing face of pop culture as reflected at thrift stores and, and kind of uh, culture technology and, and how that's changing um, to see if you guys have any, any thoughts or, or any um, agreements or dissenting thoughts. Um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah. So that's number 34. We'll be back soon. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.